Hello and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by the ever-fabulous Philip and myself, Drew. Yeah, uh, Sadly, Kent couldn't be with us this week. He is busy doing the time warp again. Anyway, on with the show. Um, how's your week been, Phil? Uh, terrific. Um, obviously going to kick off with Apple because that's what we always talk about. Come on, Apple, just sponsor oh, I got my new phone. Um, love it. The iPhone <laughs> 10 is fantastic. Uh, beautiful work of art. I need to get the case for it, seeing as I'm really crap with phones. Um, and I'll work on that soon. Uh, for all those that are wondering, the face ID works perfectly fine, even when wearing sunglasses in the daytime, in the nighttime, when the sun's behind you. Doesn't matter. It works perfectly. So yeah, loving the phone so far. That's about it. That's that's <laughs> the highlight of my week. That's all I got. That's it? <laughs> yeah. You've been a bit unwell this week, so... I, yeah, but, you know, um, kick on, I guess. You, yeah, you kick yeah, on. Let's, let's, um, I, I got some yeah. highlights. My favourite beat supercar driver won the championship over the weekend, so that at least made me smile. And I was happy with that. But Woo. yeah, other than that, yeah, kicking on. Are you? Good. What's new? What's new with Drew? Um, oh, <laughs> these I had to. I can't help it. Um, like, like you, I haven't been very functional. Um, threw my back out at work. That was great fun. Drew. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Doing the most mundane of things, you know, reaching into a trolley to grab something, and there, there it goes. But you know what? It's taught me to truly, truly, truly value being at work because being stuck at home is the most miserable experience, especially when you can't move much. That sounds like my heaven. I'm not kidding. No, I have hard drive. No, I have Stan. I have Netflix. I have Uber Eats. I have all of those things, and I was miserable. So, no. We're very different people, Drew. <laughs> That's Clearly. why this show works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> different where it counts. Um, yeah, no, look. <laughs> Good Moving on. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, what else has been new this... Not, oh, I put up a, a ton of our film reviews that we had not uploaded yet. Oh, yeah, so, well, because well, we did that massive lump of, of reviewing in one day. That was a great day, actually. That was good yeah. fun. Yeah, so, what, a week and a half ago, at least? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. We shot five reviews in one day, <laughs> um, all rather quickly. We saw two movies <laughs> that same day as well. We saw two movies and then filmed five reviews. We did, we did. It was uh, it was quite an experience, really. Um, yeah, so started putting some of those up. So for those of you that do tune in to our film reviews, be sure to check them out. And if you don't already, head on over to YouTube and search for us under the name The 35th Mill. You will find all our film reviews there. Well, all the ones that we've uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, be sure to check them out and let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? A lot of people disagree with us on a lot of things. Of course. That's of okay. course, feel free to leave those opinions on either the 35th Mills page or on Kenton the Steering Team page. We know that you guys all yeah. love commenting on that, so just be sure to continue with that effort. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, Hashtag on the, on the, 
On the subject of commenting, we, we, we did get a bit of uh, feedback on our podcast in the last week, and it, it was rather interesting to hear what uh, what this listener thought, and, you know, what, what they liked and who they didn't like. <laughs> it's not funny, You've gone awfully Drew. silent there. It's a little funny. It's not funny. How are you feeling after last week's episode? I've, I've been uh, wanting to ask you. <laughs> he can... <laughs> <laughs> he can he can come back in ten, ten episodes. That's not what I yeah. said. It's not yeah. what I was going to say either. Yeah. Um, yeah, he <laughs> called me Jar Jar. That's a real dog move, I think. Real dog move. I mean, it goes with the character, I guess. But um, uh, look, <laughs> um, I don't know how to, it was. Look, I was. It didn't go as badly as I was expecting. Let me put it that way. Well, of course not. He's a class act. Oh wow. I don't know what an upstanding, an upstanding gentleman, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how upstanding. Yeah, no, no, look, that was fine. Whatever, uh, I pleased you. <laughs> I got some questions during the week from people saying, "Wow, what, what's this nemesis? Wow, my, how did that happen? Wow, what's this?" Anyway, yeah, no, look, it was good. That was all right. Um, you had people asking you about yes. it. You mean people were listening to our show? Yeah, I know. What were they doing? <laughs> Where did they come from? <laughs> Yeah, interesting one that people were actually listening. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, look, I was asked about That's it. Great. I commented on it. I thought it was good. Um, yeah, it was different. I think we all had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely different. And it's nice having um, having a guest on the show. Again, if you want to be a guest on Kent and the Steering Team, don't forget to leave us a like or comment on the Facebook page, letting us know, and we'll get in contact with you and organize that for you. Thanks very much for listening. Yes. That's not the end of the show. <laughs> I didn't say it was the end of the show. It was just like... I know, but you, there was a sense of finality to it. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. Okay, so whenever I listen to a, pod, a certain podcast, um, as well as ours... Oh, yeah. It, for some reason, there's always an ad midway through it. It just cuts... cuts doesn't matter, mid-sentence cuts into this ad, and it says, like, thanks for listening, and then the ad finishes, and it goes straight back into the sentence. You're like, whoa, whoa, wait, where am I? Am I? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit annoying it's like that's a little bit it's like youtube ads you know how they don't quite put them in the right spot sometimes and they're just like cut in halfway through a video yeah yeah no they're they're just programmed to pop up whenever they should allow you they should say you need to put in like three ads and allow you to put in the time so that way you can make it like a commercial break and that way you can have a cliffhanger that would be clever that would be really clever i don't know why they don't do that they say here are your three ads make sure they are x amount of time apart from each other like seven minutes apart from each other and if it's every seven minutes, you get an extra ad to put in, therefore you can make a little bit more money. I should remember, put- if they did all the smart things straight away, they'd be left with nothing to improve with later. Well, I don't know about that, because apparently YouTube's made themselves worse with their new algorithms for what videos come up at what time and how soon and etc. That's not surprising. Mm. Not at all. Well, I don't know, they won't lose their monopoly because there's no real competitor to them really so. you don't think that daily motion's gonna beat them no i'm joking or vimeo <laughs> or something yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah, vimeo's got oh, this poor vimeo you're like the pathetic like deranged half brother or um or my, my other personal favorite yuku what the hell is yuku go look up yuku i'm not <laughs> gonna do that no it's not till after this um it's another weird one do you remember how fantastic mega upload or or, or mega video was? oh oh 
mega upload that that takes me back to a time when I did not illegally download anything ever. I watched half of because I used to be pissed off how we'd have to wait about four months. Uh, not four. No, it was about two months actually for Dexter to be on TV. And then they yeah they, they started moving the season to like Saturday. It's like on a Saturday night or something like that for like one mm. season. And I was like, what the hell is this? Channel Ten, what are you doing? So I just watched them all on Mega Video or Mega Upload. Uh, I never watched a single episode of Dexter on Australian television, and I watched the entire show from first airing in the US. Never once watched it on TV here. I I, I knew it was on Ten. I couldn't even tell you what day it aired. Well, that's at least not here. You know, you, I, I have no idea. You know, it's funny though. So so one of my favorite TV shows, Burn Notice. Was on Channel Ten, <clears throat> yeah. But it would always kind of. There, there are two shows that I, I started watching, and I hated them to start with. Um, first one was NCIS. The second one was Burn Notice. And the reason I didn't like them was because I'd be wanting to watch car racing or Formula One, and it would always be delayed because the episode of Burn Notice or NCIS was on before it. So I'd have this like hatred for those shows for taking up too much time, and then I randomly accidentally watched. Like turn on the TV and was watching it from the start of the episode, and they were like two of the best shows I'd watched. So I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" And then I quickly fell out of love with NCIS. Um, but Burn Notice, I love so much to this day. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, you do talk about it a lot because it's fantastic. If people don't watch Burn Notice, you're an idiot. Watch Burn Notice, everyone. It yeah, has it has yeah, we'll um, get there. Bruce Campbell, Jeffrey Donovan, and others. Yep, we will all get there eventually. Bruce Campbell. Oh, but here's... Yeah, I know, I love Bruce Campbell. The chin. But here's... Yes. Here's something fun to talk about. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I finally watched The Frighteners. Yes! Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. You said an interesting comment after watching it as well, which I absolutely agree with, and I've always thought it, I've just never said it out loud. You it just- belongs... In a double feature with Beetlejuice. Yeah, 100%. I get the same sort of vibe from them for some reason. I don't know why. Horror comedy. Huh? Horror comedy. Yeah, no, no. I'm, They're both horror no, comedy. No, I know That's... that. But I mean, yeah. like, I get the same actual... Because there's... That can still range a fair bit. But I get the same vibe. It feels like the same... Uh, not that they have set in the same place, but, like... Uh, because there's such different directions. But they, they almost about feel the... like they're... Linked. They're both about a con artist that works in bioexorcism. Yeah, okay. yeah, there we go. Well, there you go. Literally, <laughs> they literally are. <laughs> well, no wonder I felt this link between the two. The difference is one is living and one is dead. So yes, I love the Frighteners though. How great is it though? Oh, absolutely amazing and clever, and Michael J. Watched... Fox. Oh, it was his last live-action leading role. Was it really? Yeah, because after like in a film, because yeah, oh, after as as soon as that finished, he took on the role of Mike Flaherty in Spin City, and then left Spin City to go into semi-retirement because of his Parkinson's. And the next leading role he would take would be Stuart Little. That's a long time between drinks. Yeah. Well, you got to think the Frighteners is what ninety. Six nine is it ninety six? Maybe earlier. I said ninety five or ninety six. Somewhere around there, they dove straight into Spin City, which went for a few years, and then 
Stuart Little was what ninety eight or something. Was it really? It felt I like don't it was know. Like two thousand, two thousand one. I don't even remember. I felt like it was this side of the millennium. Um, yeah, wow. I I really like the Frighteners, and I still remember so many things. I like the numbers on the, the foreheads. Um, oh, it's very clever. It was very well written. And then death when they see death flying in the sky, and when he's flying, and then he sees death, and he's like trying to get away from death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get away from death. I want to rewatch that now. Damn it, Drew. Yeah. And his water gun at the start. He he pretends like he knows what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just water. Well, man, it's just just water. Holy water. Ah, so good. Yeah, I love that movie. I'm very glad that you watched it. Um, What would you rate it out of 10? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh. (laughs) Mr. Peter Jackson at the helm. Michael J. Fox. It's like an an eight and a half. There you go. Yeah, look, it's I, me trying trying to be reserved about I, I really need to watch that again. That's really, really entertaining. The poor husband as well. It was... Oh, I didn't feel bad for him. I did, when he wanted to say hi to his wife and he couldn't. No. Yeah. No, he... I, I love that at his funeral, they're, they're like, we're sure that deep down he was this, that, and the other. And he's like, yeah, I, I was. Deep down. <laughs> deep down. Wow, that's a great... He wasn't a nice person. No, I know he wasn't a nice person, but I, not like a lot of people that aren't nice people. But still. A nice deep, deep down. <laughs> somewhere, I guess. So, so, somewhere down there. So, oh, dear. Yeah, that was a great person. Um, yeah. Now, um... I, w- I, want, I want you to tell our listeners about a video I got you to watch just before the uh, show oh, this evening. God. Like, <laughs> okay, so we if you're in Australia, you know about the scandal with Don Burke. If you're not from Australia and you're listening to this, there's this, this everyone's granddad, Don Burke. He was this guy that ran this gardening show called Burke's Backyard. And yeah, he, he did. He was pretty much just this old guy with a beard who would go around talking about gardens and stuff like that. Everyone, I, can, I guess we all thought he was maybe a bit of an asshole, but he also seemed quite nice on screen. Um, but anyway, apparently he's come out that he's, you know, sexual abusing, uh, sexually abusive, um, just really rude and selfish and yeah, not very nice to anyone. Um, yeah. So apparently this is what's going on. So Drew sent a uh, tag me in a video of, I don't know if anyone's <laughs> seen the, uh, Jamie Oliver talks dirty video which is just like a compilation of clips from the same episode of his cooking show strung together to make it seem like he's talking really inappropriate. Like, for example, saying, um, now get your cucumber and put it full whack into your burger again and again and again. One of my favorite lines from that compilation video. Anyway, so this Don Burke one was a link of just two scenes. First one being Don Burke talking about how this is the hardest topic he's ever had to talk about. Uh, or talk about on television. It's hard for him to keep a straight face. And then we go into a clip of some lady pollinating a flower by rubbing pollen up and down this shaft-like thing from the flower. (laughs) And uh, Don just standing there and asking for her to explain what she's doing while she's rubbing this thing, talking about how it's nice and warm. Um, And Don then has a grab and goes, oh yeah, that is quite warm. 
Well, this this looks like a a fun job. Oh, what would you say? This seems like a fun job, and she turns around and just goes, "Oh yeah, it's one of the most enjoyable things I've had to do," or something like that. And it's just killing him not to laugh. Uh, uh, but is it? Is he taking? Is he being serious? Or is he pissing himself laughing? Uh, <laughs> I can't even tell. It's just he he is genuinely trying not to laugh. But we can't tell if she's understanding how funny it is. I I just... Uh, I want to think she's clueless, but... Yeah, I think she is. Because how the fuck do you <laughs> not... Oh, it's just excellent. I, I'm just so... Sh- I, I can't believe that video. It is just bizarre. Like, why is she rubbing it like that? Like, stop doing it and then Don goes in for grab and just goes oh yeah it is quite warm isn't it oh wow this looks like fun mm, yeah seems like quite a hard job doesn't it like no Don don't With that, do that that classic twinkle in his eye oh like crikey I, I, I just couldn't believe it uh, I'm trying to find now um oh Don I, oh, like that video though what the hell I'm so confused by it but was it a You're joke welcome. or was it serious I love that in the in the little video beforehand where he prefaced it, he goes oh, we get asked about this video a lot so I thought you know we'll finally play it again and <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe it though uh, it's just so good <laughs> this is a great this is this is a great meme um, of Don Burke. Give me a home among the gum trees. Can I touch your bum, please? Yeah, that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, that does really good. Um, yeah, wow, I... Jesus. Like, I can see why that that clip is so popular. I don't blame him for replaying it. We we laugh, but it, it's actually very disturbing. Oh, the, um, it is. The news that's come up about him. It More than that, it's actually very disappointing because, you know, for... For for guys our age, like like we we grew up, you know, very young age watching him host this very wholesome family show that you you know he he was somewhat of a role model and you know right, we, we looked to him and go yeah well well you know it was the same thing with that it, like we grew up on Burke's backyard and better homes and. What was, what was the home one on nine? Our house or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Our House. That's right. Yeah. And they used the and, song Our and, House. That was their theme song for that show. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, we, we grew up on these. And, and these people, you know, they were all our parents' age. And and our parents would watch them. And we would watch them. And they, they'd be, you know, the role models of Australian television for us. And we'd, we'd think, oh, you know, these are these great Aussie people on TV, you know, you know, we we can be like them, not necessarily on TV, but we could be like, like them in their behavior and their attitude in life. And to find out these these sorts of things were going on in the background is very upsetting. I, I don't Just, mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> True. I'm thinking about. I think it would be a great topic to discuss. Do you remember when we were talking about uh, uh, better homes and gardens when we were disappointed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> When John and Jared left and it became <laughs> Scott McGregor. <laughs> and then how there was the great uh, show, Home Impro- uh, was it Room for Improvement? Room for Improvement with <laughs> how, Scotty McGregor. How good. 
how good were the days when it was Noni and John Jarrett at the train uh, the train yard or whatever it was, or at their house up in the Blue Mountains or whatever, wherever they were. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Johnny's um, Johnny's train yard thing. And then and then they went from there. Then when they got a divorce, then it was just Noni hosting it, and Scott McGregor was the the, the go to builder handyman, and oh, he would yeah. be so Poor enthusiastic. Johnny. Do you remember how enthusiastic oh, they... Scott McGregor was? He's the sweetest, feel... nicest person on this planet because he was so happy all the time. And he and he'd speak through gritted, smiling teeth. <laughs> it's like he put a big teeth plate into his mouth to hold the smile there, and he'd just be talking through he's just, it. He's like my idol, Scott McGregor, and his happiness about everything, and so enthusiastic to do anything. I remember when he was on play school once even, and he, he was so enthusiastic to build this little baby's crib. Like he was just, <laughs> he's just so happy and, and, and room for improvement. Like it felt a bit pathetic oh. because there were only the four of them. There was Craig, Tom Williams, um, Scott McGregor, and that lady, I can't remember her name. Um, oh, I know, I know who you yeah, mean. And just, isn't, isn't she on better homes now? I the d- one that was on that? Don't oh no. I'm now wondering. But yeah, I just love the like the fact that it was the four of them. They'd rock up in their ute and they'd be talking about their kitty of cash all the time. Oh, I've got to make oh you got a little bit of cash left in the kitty to give to the you know, the, the people at the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, and they'd always just do their stuff and they'd it'd always be shit and like really crappy jobs, but they had a go. And they'd always send the people off on this like secret holiday and they'd be spying on them and it's like bullshit you're spying on them. They probably know the cameras right around behind them, but they really tried, and Scott McGregor was such a gentleman and always so happy. <laughs> I just love it. He was great. But I miss John Jarrett. John Jarrett on... Like, why the hell was he the handyman on Better Homes and Gardens? He turned out to be a serial killer on Moore Creek. Yes, thank you for clarifying that. Not a real serial killer. No, but he played someone fucked up, and also when he was on... Uh, he was on Good Newsweek once, and there was a story about someone that had thrown up and John Jarrett just blurted out over everyone. No, the best part is when you rewind it, you can watch it go back in. And it's like... <laughs> it's like, John, are you... What is wrong with you? Like, it's, What a legend. He's clearly messed up, but I love him. He's such an Aussie legend. You know you know who else loves him? Quentin Tarantino. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Well, he taught him... He taught uh, Tarantino the Aussie accent, didn't he? He did. He did for... Django, yes. Yeah. What a movie. That's oh. a great movie. Why was... Do you reckon John Jarrett really is a handyman? Or do you reckon that was... I feel bullshit? like... I don't know. Because I can't pick you know, it. You know what? You know what? It, it won't be this week, but I vow I will find out. And you know full well that I can. Mm-hmm. I do. So I, I will investigate and Please do. one day I will come back to you with an answer. I really want to know this. If you can make it a Christmas present, I would love it. That's if I can find out before Christmas. Yeah, we'll know. see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I just, I want to know that because what, like, what the hell? What other, what other uh, home improvement shows were there that like that? So there was Better Homes and Gardens. There was... DIY Rescue on Channel 9, which I loved. Ground Force. Ground Force. Okay, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer Graham Ross from Better Homes and Gardens and Ground Force? Or do you prefer Don Burke pre this whole drama? 
Oh, that's a weird comparison. I, I, but I was never a big fan of Graham Ross. No, see, I pitied I, him because like, I always thought that his what he was talking about was pathetic. But he was so enthusiastic yeah. about his plants and, that I just pitied him. So I loved him. And and also, Ground Force was a blatant ripoff of Backyard Blitz, which was um, produced by Don Burke. So, <laughs> really, oh well, of course it was a ripoff. It was Channel Seven version, but well, but, well, but Ground Force wasn't Jamie. Jamie and that were all on backyard. We're, we're all on Burke's backyard before Backyard Blitz. They had segments, and then they went and did Backyard mm. Blitz. Scott Cam and Nigel and Nigel Ruck. Oh, Nigel, but um, yeah, no. Well, Grand Force was a British format that they then sold to Australia to do. I mean, no doubt, directly in comparison yeah. to, to rival oh, Backyard Blitz. Oh yeah, but but. Channel 7 didn't buy the rights until after Backyard Blitz had already aired for a year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They knew they were losing the ratings. Like, right, we, we need to assemble a team. Backyard Blitz did a house on my street once. That's pretty cool, mm. actually. My, my uh, friend of mine's guinea pig pissed on the lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jody, that was her name. Yes, I was trying to think, like, I was like... What was it? Jody. It was like, yep. Chloe? What was it? Yeah, Jody. Yeah. Yep. You had Jamie, Jody, Nigel, and Scotty. Um, and one one episode, they um, just for funsies, they went all black and white for part of the episode, and they were all ninjas, and they renamed it Rackyard Ritz. <laughs> that wouldn't go by today. Oh no! Of course not. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I couldn't believe the number of people that used to do the work instead. There'd be like an army of people walking up the side of the house, this house to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I knew it wasn't oh, just but, the four but, of them, but I didn't think there was that many people that would do the work. There were so many people. Oh, there's a squad involved. Mm. There has to be. Because there was, there was DIY Rescue, which was an awesome show on Channel 9, which kind of... Um, that was the one that uh, preceded Backyard Blitz. So it, it replaced Backyard Blitz and, like, Burke's Backyard and it replaced, like... Um, our home and all that like that or our house like I replaced all those shows from Channel 9 it was this one mega show that would do the whole house and had this like massive um semi-trailer truck that would come in with a whole team and they'd do the, the the rebuild and everything like that and they wouldn't do the stupid bullshit of making it a secret like going oh let's sneak the people off for the weekend like they would just be like yeah we're gonna do your house get out um it also replaced another two greats on nine location location and changing rooms oh changing rooms Holy shit. Oh my god. I'll come back to that in one second. Chain, uh, so domestic... <laughs> DIY Rescue was replaced by Domestic Blitz, which is bullshit, because yep. it was all about doing it for charity instead of just doing it for the sake of it. So they had to make this whole sop story, which was shit. I hate shows with a sop, like a sob story. Like, it's bullshit. I don't care about it. I don't care about these people. I don't know them. Don't tell me about it. But Domestic Blitz is all about, oh no, let's help these people because they were touched by some sort of thing. I don't care. <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit. Just get to the renovation. I'm not watching this for the people. I'm watching this for the renovation. Like, come on, show me what you can do. And that's why DIY Rescue is my favorite. On Channel 7's side, around the same time, or just at the end of uh, Changing Rooms, there was House Calls, House Calls to the Rescue and Auction Squad. And Auction Squad was a fantastic show. Do your house up so you can Auction sell it for Squad more. Auction Squad was fun. And that's where Joanna Griggs started as the host of stuff. Yep. So she did um, Auction Squad and House Calls to the Rescue, and then she took over uh, Better Homes and Gardens from Noni. She did mm. indeed. 
you're gonna hate me, but while you were talking just then, I just saw some footage from the Infinity War trailer. Really? <laughs> well, because you put up really for real. You tagged me in that. I mean, you showed me that clip the other day. This is different. This is different. Really? <laughs> really? Good Morning America just um, just played a little bit of footage from the trailer. You're gonna have to watch that as soon as we finish recording here. I'll I'll watch that. I I'll tag you in it. Please do. I, I didn't put the audio on, but. It looked sick. I'm excited for it. Where's, wait, is that, that's not the end of next... Is it the end of next year or is it the year after? May 4th. May 4th. It's not that long away. Wow, I thought it was the end of next year. Okay. No, 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 no. No, it, well, this is the exciting thing, is that even before it comes out on May 4th, we get another Marvel film between then and now. On my birthday. Yeah, Black Panther. Um, that's going to be that's fantastic. Gonna be, yeah. Yeah. But you know what else is fantastic? Fantastic Furniture? No. I was going to say... Fantastic Mr. Fox? Fantastic the book, Noodles? The book was, but not the film of that, by the way. Um, I'll argue that forever. I will not. Because oh, I know I'm right. There's no argument to be had. Um, no, you know what was fantastic? Was the absolute patheticness and shitness of Peter... <laughs> Peter Everett on Changing Rooms. Oh, don't. I love Peter Do you remember Everett. how no one would want to have him as their um, designer? Because he'd always do the shittest things and they'd never finish. He was he was horrific on that show. And then <laughs> he did he did Nine's um, ice skating reality show, Skating on Thin Ice. And it left Nine. Where, where they... Um, where they were were taking part in Disney on Ice. The only problem was second episode in, he fell over and broke his ankle and was out for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept they kept him on every week anyway <laughs> to discuss his recovery and how he could still support everyone. <laughs> he must have had a contract to, to be still there. appear in, or he must have been like, show. "I'm going to be paid for all of the episodes, so I'll be there." And, and then he did the greatest thing ever and left nine and went to ten to host Ready Steady Cook. I'm still disappointed he was dropped as Ready Steady Cook host. Yeah, why on earth would you drop him? Like, like I, I can understand. Like, I thought that, uh, not Lane, Colin Lane. I thought Colin Lane did, an, uh, like, a good job of it. But I thought yeah. that it was Peter Everett that really took the show oh. to another level. Because it was that... The, he owned it. The, the original host of Ready, City Cook was a little bit weird. Um, yeah. To me, he felt a little bit weird and a little bit, like, touchy of people. And it was like, can you, like, come on, man. Like, they're trying to cook. Like, give them space. But then Peter Everett came in and did the exact same thing, but in a really, like, flamboyant, sweet yeah, when- <laughs> kind of camp way. It was just like, oh, when he When he's touchy about it, it's camp. Yeah. Uh, he's like, come on, kids. Let's get cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter Everett. Do you remember? Do you remember back when, um, long before MasterChef, when when George was on Ready Steady Cook, back when he oh, had his hair? No one remembers he that. I head. tell people that all the time. They go, "No, that's not what happened." Yeah, he had to be curly hair, and he was the yeah, and he was yeah. the shittest one on there. He'd always do the worst job and always lose. And it'd be hilarious when he'd have a face off against Manu. Oh my god! And then Manu left and went to Channel Seven. I'm so disappointed about that. Well, Manu also has a show on either ABC or SBS with Gary. Oh, really? 
didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and there's it's the two of them and one other chef, and I can't remember who it is, and the three of them have this show together where they, they just get together and they travel around and try different foods and cook together, and That's it's awesome. Yeah, I have that down. It's so cool. Uh, George Colin Burris, the Peter Everett of the cooking world. This <laughs> is because he'd always be shit. Oh man! Oh. Even even when even when he's at the football, <laughs> abusing people. Man, there were so many renovating shows that were awesome. There were so many cooking shows that were awesome. Wow! Spoil look at choice. how the nature of yeah, but look at how the nature of television has changed now. Yeah, none of that's there now. We have Channel Tens. The Living Room, it's, which is just a variety show that has traveling. It's like a great out... Do you remember The Great Outdoors and Getaway? When those two shows would rival each other? Gotta go. Great Get Outdoors. Away. Yeah. The Great Outdoors. The Great Outdoors. That was the one yeah, that I watched. I, I, I was always outdoors. with Great Outdoors, not Getaway. Um, with Ernie Dingo. Yeah. Ernie motherfucking Dingo. Ding- Ernie Dingo. Oh, and Shelley was on it forever. And Tom Williams went on it eventually. Yeah, after exactly. After Room for Improvement. Do you remember when Shelley was on um, Saturday Disney? Saturday Disney, yeah. And then she graduated that's... to that. And the other one, uh, what was the other chick's name? Mel. She graduated from. She graduated from Saturday Disney, to be yep. on. I think it was. I think it was House Calls to the Rescue. And then yes, and then there was the other chick from Saturday Disney with the black hair. She became on Ground Force. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. I remember all those people. But yeah, no. Oh, oh, what are we just talking about? We're talking about uh, get the, uh, the great, great outdoors. outdoors. Yeah, that that show was fantastic. I loved watching that show. Now you just go on YouTube and look it up. It's really sad, actually. All right, I'll go you one further. Sydney Weekender with <laughs> Mike Whitney. Good day, Sydney. <laughs> this is the Sydney Weekender. Or of course, if you're from um, from Queensland, it's it's the Queensland Weekender. Or if you're from Victoria, it's the Victorian Weekender. Oh, but. You can't beat oh, Mike Whitney. Whitney on Sydney Weekender. And then when they got him to host Gladiators or as well. Or when they had him hosting Who Dares Wins. I miss Who Dares Wins. I remember, like it was yesterday, this episode where they put a big bag of money on the top of the tower building in North Sydney and they had to get someone to scale to the top of it to get the bag of money. And, and it's a... For those of you that haven't seen it, I don't even know if the building's still there. I think it got bought out by Vibe Hotel at some point. But the oh, yeah. top of the building is this really... Oh, I wouldn't even know how to describe it. It's it's your standard building, and then it's like a pyramid on top of of pipes and that form the pyramid. And Scaffolding sort of looking it, thing. Yeah, and, and it looks like it would be a lot of fun to climb. It looks like something you'd find in an adventure playground. But they full on got someone to climb it just to get the money at the top. Do you remember there was because there was there's Tanya who would do the short little things where he'd win fifty bucks, and Mike Whitney would yep. do the big challenge where he'd win like five thousand dollars. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Some of those challenges were like really tame, but some of them were really full on, like driving a car through a bus, um, having to you know oh, yeah. stand in the middle of a cage while people on motorbikes went around you. Um, I remember one of the easy challenges that uh, Tanya was doing was you had to go and like bite apples out of the the, the tank. Um, 
that show was so great. And remember the, the, the theme song? It was like just that massive guitar riff and then who dares, who dares, who, who dares, dares who wins. Ah, oh, such a yeah, good show. And Channel 7 <laughs> played it like while I was high school because it was on when I was like a child. So it was on when I was like five or six. And I remember it from then. Yeah. And then they replayed it when I was like 14, 15 on TV. And I'd watch it every afternoon. It was such a great show. See, I remember them doing that with Gladiators, except they, rather than play the reruns of Gladiators, they full-on brought it back. Oh, yeah, and they had the, the world's strongest guy on it. Yeah. Yeah, but it just... It, it wasn't I don't know same. what it is. It didn't It didn't take... But, oh. you know, the, those those days are long gone what now. What about National Bingo Game? Night? No bingo! <laughs> That's a no uh, bingo. And it had Andrew O'Keefe on that. Oh, oh Andrew O'Keefe. That was, that was before they had... Um, what about um? What about the days of Don Burgess's catchphrase? Oh, that show was crap because the catchphrases would always be shit. They'd be like, oh, they're awful. There'd be catchphrases that no one says ever. Or Larry Emder as the host of Price the Prices Right. right. Back when it was yep. good, when it was on Channel Nine, and you could win the showcase. It had like a car. Sometimes it had two oh, cars, and it would it. be worth like, you know, it'd be like worth fifty thousand dollars plus the car. And it was like, what the fuck? It was so good. Or- or the other staple of Channel 9, Sale of the Century. Oh, I didn't like when it and came then, out as Temptation. Oh, but even before Temptation, um, there, there is an in-between. So we had Sale of the Century, then we had Sale of the New Century oh, after 2000. They, they, they renamed the show. Then they brought in Temptation. Well, then there was just the original... Um, who wants to be a millionaire? And then there was Hot, Hot Seat, which I don't like Ugh. as much. I prefer. I wish it was back on a Monday night, and it would be Eddie Maguire, and it would be the serious music and the heartbeat, and it would be stressful and nerve wracking. Now it's just yeah. too rushed. I miss Wheel of Fortune. Oh that was my just... god! I still so I watch the US one on Fox, like it's on Arena every afternoon, and I watch it oh. religiously because it's so satisfying. But yeah, no, it is. it's not that the Australian I'll one is crap in. in um, in comparison, but I loved it so much. I'll have an N for Nelly. The sound of the board that would go... Doo, 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 doo. And then you'd oh, spin it. like to buy a vowel? And it would stop. And the wheel would just spin for like an hour. It'd be like, can you just stop spinning? And, uh, and, you'd, and you'd be sitting at home taking bets on what it would land on. Yeah, that's true. It's going to stop now. 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 There you go. <laughs> oh wow there are some great shows no wonder I like playing big wheel at the casino (laughs) it's come from a love of bloody wheel of fortune (laughs) oh Oh, no Jesus man just deciphered that one (laughs) we had so many good shows uh I I think every generation thinks that their childhood was better than the one that follows it but well Ours, I think ours is better because we're going into something totally new right now. Children of the 80s versus children from the 90s, there's not a massive amount of difference. I, I think probably the biggest thing is that kids growing up anywhere up to and including the 80s, they grew up in a neighborhood where everyone knew everyone and, you know, they could be out playing in the evening in the street and that started to change through the 90s and our generation didn't necessarily get as much of no, that. Yeah, there's no streets to play on anymore because it's all just so industrial and... And 
Yeah, and and now it, look at look at the last heck. Look at the last seventeen years, and it's so different now. That's not even something that occurs even in the most suburban areas anymore. That's true. It's it's so different and that sense of comfort is gone and and look at it we're in such a digital age that children now will go up to their tv and just start tapping on the screen expect, expecting it to be a touch screen Ugh, it's sad but like, jesus christ it's crazy how how much it's changing <clears throat> surely it's going to reach a point where there can't be any more change or it's just going to be a sidestep instead of a step mm. forward well, it's interesting if you look at the TV landscape. Like, there's um, pre-time-slotted television shows are almost coming to an end and are dying off, and it's becoming on demand. Everything is on demand. It is. It's changed so much. Like even Foxtel for me, it's changed as well. Like it used to be, you watch what you're told to watch on what channel you choose. You know that kind of thing. But now it yeah, is, of course. Now it's even you can. If you press the TV show, you can choose to start it from the beginning or from where you are, where it is currently up to live. And you can even scroll back through the entire day's programming and watch it, pick it up from any point in the day. Can you really? It's an IQ3. I don't have that one yet, but I'm going to get it soon. It, it defeats the purpose of what television was. Mm. And, and this is because everyone has become impatient. Yeah. They want everything now, now, now. Well, look at it, internet speeds as well. We're, we're pissed off with the, the slowness, mind you, because we had better a couple of months ago. NBN bullshit. Um, but no, like, we're, we're so impatient. If you think back to when people didn't have broadband and people were like, whoa, we're on the internet? Look how fast this thing is. And then broadband came out and it was like, oh my God, look how fast broadband is. This is just another world. And here we are today. We're like, it's not fast. I remember, I remember in 2004, no 2003 I remember sitting at the computer in 2003 downloading an mp3 mm-hmm. that took me two and a half hours to download yes, one song it would take hours and you'd be like oh I'm gonna have that song soon and and you would listen to that song over and over and freaking over because you had just you had spent <laughs> so long getting the bloody thing and putting it and for the next and 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 for those of you that that downloaded anything, you understood the blood, sweat, and tears of waiting for something, and that if, if you got thirty kilobytes a second, you, you were killing it. I just remember getting our very first broadband modem. It was a white Motorola um, broadband tower, and then it got replaced about three years later with a black one. And I was like, oh my god, this little tiny black Motorola modem it's so small and sleek wow and now it's nothing now it's now actually now, now the modem is enormous compared to what it was it's getting worse yeah ours was the little black box that came from telstra mm-hmm. for big, big pond. pond that that yeah and it might have been a motorola one i i don't remember i'm sure i still got one sitting in a box somewhere but yeah i I'm amazed that they were capable of as much as they mm. were. I, I totally get that the box gets a bit larger now because it's trying to boost out a signal. So th- it makes sense, but everything's so wireless now. Mm. Again, my phone and does wireless charging. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Like, yeah, that's look, happened, look at that. That's happened for fe- several years, but like, it's crazy that it works. Like, that sort of technology exists. Um, my headphones are Bluetooth. They don't 
plug into anything. Like, it's crazy. Uh, my keyboard and mouse here in front of me on my computer, yeah. they don't connect to the computer. They are wireless. They are Bluetooth, keyboard and mouse, mice. There, are, there is one cable that comes out of my computer, and that is to plug into the PowerPoint. Like, that is it. That's all that there is that's plugged into this computer. I could it's move insane. it for about a second. We we can take phone calls on our watches now. This is this is the stuff that was predicted in the sixties on Get Smart mm, as a joke almost. And now, yeah, and and now it's real. And that's I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Disconcerting. I don't feel comfortable bizarre. with it. Yeah, it's just crazy. And and, and and they try to dress it up. Yeah, and they they dress it up and make it look like this should be the way we all live. Mm. But, and, and they make it damn near impossible to live without it as well, because ob- obviously not things as, um, obviously not things like the watch, but, but, you know, you, you have to have a smartphone these days. You can't live without one. And, you know, um, companies turning to paperless, uh, bills and, and statements and that, you know, your bank statements come by email now. So you have to have an email address. There's no two ways about it. To log on to your government services, you must have an email address now. Because you can only access your government services online. It's a whole different world. They're going to make licenses as in on your phone soon. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for not queuing up at, you know, Medicare or Centrelink or anything like that. And I'm sure most people that have ever had to queue up in there are very happy that they wouldn't have to do it ever again. But there are many people out there who choose not to have a mobile phone or an email address. And how are they meant to function in this day and age? Mm. Yeah, they, they, they can't. They're being left behind, so to speak. They are literally making it impossible. Well, like e tag and I had like a, I had you a can't, customer. You can't stop for a toll toll booth anymore. Yeah. You just drive straight through. Yeah, it's all you know. Yeah, it's all on the computer now. Paid. I, it's I I don't even know where to begin. You had a customer. You were saying. How do we get onto this topic? Oh yeah yeah but I had a, I had a customer who wanted to be notified when a product was returning to the store. And I said, oh, you know, I can fill out a form for you. You either put in your phone, your mobile number or your email address. Oh, I don't have either. You can't be notified then, sorry. You, you I, I, I have a landline. It's like, right, it won't accept a landline because it's going to send you a text message. Oh, well, can't you just have someone ring me? Nope. Doesn't work like You've that. You've been left behind in this world, sorry, unfortunately. I felt really bad for yeah. them, but they were very angry. Yeah, the service the services don't allow for. I didn't blame them. Them, they're now the minority, which is crazy. How did we get onto yeah. this topic? Because we were talking about um, old school TV shows. Because for some reason we mentioned John Jarrett. Ah, uh, because of Don Burke. Ah, oh, the Don. Well. <sighs> I don't know. It, it's very sad to see that this has been happening. Yes, but very. Wow, that was. That I, th- was I a think massive... part of us also. No, go on. Yeah. Well, I, 
I think no matter what he chose to do in his personal life, I think we should still take the values that came out of his um, his on-screen persona. Yep, 100% that can still be very applicable. Shouldn't all just change because of that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was, I was reading a few articles before about, um, about people that had been, um, allegedly abusive. Uh, you know, what one person in particular, I was, I was reading about, um, uh, Johnny Depp, um, because David Yates, who directed the last four Harry Potter films and subsequently the Fantastic Beasts films, uh, he made a statement saying, look, there was one accusation against Johnny Depp and it doesn't line up with any of the, um, any of the experience I've had with him in person. And, you know, who's to say whether, whether that accusation was real or not. Mm. And yeah, there's a lot of damning, um, evidence apparently against him for the alleged abuse of Amber Heard. However, However, when police were called to the scene on the night of said incident, the police found no evidence of any abuse. She put up photos of her bruised face. No, no evidence of it happening. There is apparently a video of him being abusive. However, the video is incoherent and does not really incriminate him in anything. And more than that, out of the two of them, She's the one with the domestic violence charge against her from a previous relationship. Yeah. But I love how everyone jumps on the bandwagon of, oh, the guy was abusive, he's a wife beater, let's all boycott him. Yeah, I mean, if it's... How does that even work? If it's not conclusive, you know, innocent till proven guilty... Exactly. You can't... Yeah, you can't... That's not... That, that, like, that's that's not to negate the number of um, cases that have been coming up lately, or the validity of them in any way, shape, or form, but that no one is stopping to think, well, or maybe not every single thing that we're hearing is true. Correct. Correct. 100%. And as soon as anyone tries to say otherwise, they go, oh, well, well, that's the culture. This is why it's all stayed hidden for so long, you know? Because people are, are saying that it didn't really happen. Well, what if it didn't really happen? Mm. You'd rather condemn an innocent person? Almost, you know, you could ruin their life by making judgments like that. Exactly. But, you know what? People are stupid. Mm-hmm. Cheap. What was the... What was it? What film was it on yep. where, where they said... It was Men Black, which I watched just the other day, where they said, people are Pardon? smart. Oh, sorry. A person is smart. People are stupid. Or something like that. What was that? It was Men in Black. What was that? That sounds very familiar. Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah. 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 No, it's a very poignant line, and it's very true. It's a, I love that line. It's one of my favorite lines, because it's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah, very accurate. I'm looking at the time, and I'm realizing that it is time for arguably our favorite segment in the show. Mm-hmm. We, we seem to have taken a very dark turn this week. However, dark turn, but also, also incredibly... Very fun. Uh, yeah, fun and... Uh, we've awesome. had a very fun trip down memory lane. Mm. Um, 
Anyway, it, it is time for Sick Kent of the Week. Yeah. Do you have any nominations? Absolutely not, other than the entire Senate of the... Well, what was it? 43 out of the members... 43 of the members of the um, federal uh, government Senate who uh, passed... That's right. ...the gay marriage legislation through there. And it all gave marriage bill on through there, so it'll go to the House of Representatives next week. So they would be my nominee. Hey, look. Prime Minister Trumbull may deliver on his um, promise of before Christmas. Well, well, it's funny. He cancelled on... Um, the, the, the vote wasn't meant to happen until tomorrow. It wasn't meant to be passed through the Senate till... Well, voted on in the Senate till tomorrow. So he cancelled this week's sitting of Parliament so that it could happen next week so this could specifically go through but that, that's but, very interesting yeah but then it turns out the thing the vote was early but because he cancelled it they can't have it this week so it's going to be next week so it might go through next week hmm mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on for sure yes alrighty Who is, do you have a nomination for sick Kent of the week I do indeed um, I would like to nominate Elon Musk for delivering on his 100 day or its free promise for the South Australian uh, largest lithium ion battery in the world or indeed for that yeah, it is for that okay yeah <laughs> it's, it's for that because he did it in 100 days and so That's... they have to pay up <laughs> and it's the world's largest battery That's phenomenal to to sign off on it then have it planned within a hundred days of sign yeah, off. and ready to go within a hundred days. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That is so fast. They're they're now just doing the final testing phase, but it it's, it's all done. It's built. It's done. It's yeah. in operation. Um, I love that it will only be connected to renewable energy sources as well. It's not surprising mm. at all, really, and. Of course he was going to do it. It gives him a foothold in Australia to do work with us. Well, I would. my, my parents really want to get, like, um, solar panels and then a battery, a harvesting battery. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, they really want to in the next and couple of years do it. So I would absolutely be on board with that because that'd be phenomenal. The, 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 well, for Tesla to have a foothold in the door here mm. is just phenomenal. The issue the issue's always been with those things that there was never a way to store the power. You'd always have to just sell the power straight back to the grid and it's like no but what if there's a blackout i want to be able to use the power myself i have the panels yeah but it's like no you can't do that i'm so glad there are now businesses out there that allow you to do that like tesla yeah it, it, he that's always been what he's been about though it's just been about giving back and for helping people to become self-sustaining themselves mm. and the fact that that's only one part of the business just imagine if he contributed toward the bullet train initiative to go from Sydney to oh. Melbourne and from Sydney to Brisbane. Can you imagine that? That thing would, would be done in less than half the time. Well, because he'd just built a straight line mag train that's just a magnetic thing yeah. flying through a tube. Yeah, it'd be phenomenal. As, as opposed to what, this 20 to 30 year plan that they're talking mm. about before those trains go into effect. No, no train system should take that long to build. It's bad enough the Northwest Rail Link has taken as long as it has, and it's still, what, a year and a half ahead of schedule at the moment? Mm. It's meant to be done by the middle of next year, and they initially said by the end of 2019. Takes us a long time. Yeah, he's, his business is phenomenal. They have a great work plan. I love that he's also reached out to, I think it was Costa Rica? Was it Costa Rica or Puerto Rico? They were hit by, hit by the hurricane. 
recently and said, "Hey, if America's not going to build your or get your power back on for you, well then come let me let me build the entire place completely renewable." He's an absolute legend. Mm. He really is. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy to give it to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Easy. All right, so that Elon the, Musk, yeah. you 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 have joined our um our ranks of sick Kent of the week. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And he'll never know. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> sit there in in quiet. But I guess I gotta go and re re listen to all of our stuff and work out who we've put down because I can't remember half of them. But that's okay. Well, we are nearing the end of the year, so yes. we better get some um, end of year lists ready to discuss. Yes, exactly. But. As, as for this week, it's been a fun hour, mm-hmm. as always, and we've, yeah, we've had a pretty good retro trip down memory lane of Australian Tell reality me. television. Bloody hell. <laughs> it's been good fun. And they would look, and, and because of my absolutely useless mind, I have so much more to add to that conversation for another day. Oh, yes. And special shout out to Michael Caton, host of Hot Property that, and then Hot Auctions. That show had my favorite theme song of any of those shows. It was pretty catchy, wasn't yeah, it? Was it? Just, it was just sweet. It sounded like really nice. It was almost insp- not inspiration. No, that's crap. No, I'll say that. Forget it. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up, shall we? Yes, we, we shall. As always, be sure to check us out on whatever platform suits you. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. And we're on Facebook. So come find us there. Send us a message. Leave a comment. And, you know, Phil will do a little dance for you. I will do anything for you. Well, within reason. Within reason. He'll, he might even drink um, coffee coke for you. Yeah, yuck, I'm an idiot. God. <laughs> and, of course, check out our film page, <laughs> The 35th Mill, both on Facebook and or YouTube, whatever suits you. But the videos, for the most part, are on YouTube. So be sure to check it out. Subscribe, all that jazz. And we would love to hear from you all. As always, we can only leave this podcast one particular way and i'm gonna hand that one over to phil yep i think a fall angel just walked by i think a fall angel just walked by